Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back in this thing, y'all. You tuned into another episode, another season of Motivate to Yell, and we happy about it, Mo. What up? Oh my God, back at it hey, again. Hey, What's hey, up? Hey. Of course, it's your girl, Mo Towns, Big Mo, Mo TZ, Mo the Motivator. All of that. All of that, and I'm so happy to be back in the building with my boy, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, minute. And what's crazy is I was listening to our last episode, and it's like we spoke all of everything that has just been taking place. Um, obviously, in the beginning, we weren't really mentioning the stuff that, you know, you were going through that you're just going to talk more about. But we got a lot to talk about, y'all. So we're just going to hop right into it. Of course, y'all know we got to start with some good old motivation, but I feel like this whole episode is going to be real motivating, y'all, because... We got a lot of good stuff going on, and that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad to be able to actually manifest the stuff that we've been talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, motivation for the day. I posted this on my IG. Um, It's kind of long, but very motivating. Keep moving. Keep growing. Keep pushing through obstacles. Keep evolving. You break through at one level, arrive at the next, and take another step up. Each time you grow, you get to learn something new, which basically means you have to get uncomfortable again. Because when you arrive at a level you've never been at before... Your willingness to keep pushing through new challenges. Not straight. <laughs> hey, can we get the short inversion? I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, y'all, we celebrating this episode, too. So here we go. Um, because when you arrive at a level you've never been at before, you're faced with the challenges you've never experienced before. That's it's the amazing. willingness to keep pushing through new challenges, not shrink from them and back into your comfort zone. That separates the successful from the unsuccessful. Okay, I want you to run that back okay. about the willingness okay, to so go through the struggle. You feel me? It says it's long. So yeah, it's the willingness to keep pushing through the new challenges and not shrink from them and back into your comfort zone. Boom. That's the motivation. That's the motivation, yo, because you gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep pushing. I wanna start this off by saying, shout out to us, Mo. Yes. We got new cars. We got new cribs. Hey, man. Life is good. So I do want to say cheers to you. You know what I'm saying? We got the cups. We got the shots going in here. You know what I'm saying? Just celebrating life, man, because a lot going on with the coronavirus, but God is still good. God is still God. But they say he's still in the blessing business, y'all. Still. If you got the favor on you, you got the favor on you. So, um, I actually got a message, a DM from one of my homeboys in Huntsville, Alabama. Shout out to Huntsville. Beow, 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 beow. Ay, 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 ay. Um, he was like, you know, proud of you, whatever. Um, how, like, wow, how did you do this when all of this is going on? Right, right. And I literally told him. I know everybody is looking at the wins on Instagram. As a matter of fact, I didn't really post my car on Instagram. Um, it's a nice car for me. It ain't nothing to just... No, it is. Yeah. I it mean, is. it is, but... It is. But at the same time, I'm just more low-key with it. Right, right, right. The and house was my main goal right for now. For sure. So just being a homeowner and getting a new car, it looks great. But when I tell y'all... On the brink of all of this happening, I was probably at my lowest point. But when I tell you something about a low point, is it can only get better from there. That's a word. And the storm. That is a word. The storm is the worst. 
Right before that sunshine break. So like he's sober now. (laughs) It's over now. I feel like I can make it. The storm is over now. Let's get it. Y'all don't understand, yo, because if you've been listening to the episodes, uh, Mo has kind of mentioned certain things about some something that she was going through. Um, and I think it's important that when you are going through that process for you to move somewhat in silence, especially now that we've completed the process and you're able to understand it. But Mo, just talk a little bit about, you know, the struggle and what you went through. and Y'all ready for the timeline? You know what I'm saying? Walk us through. Okay, so it might have been last April. Um, I was looking for an apartment because I just had to get out of my parents' house. Mm -hmm. But, of course, I moved to my parents' house to, quote, unquote, stack and save and, you know, until I could get on my feet in Atlanta. But, honestly, the whole first year, I didn't stack and save nothing. Like, I'm going out. I'm happy to be in Atlanta. I'm trying to go on dates with niggas. Like, (laughs) I'm doing the most. Just living. Just living. My first time in seven years without paying rent. Like, you know, it was great. But anywho, I got denied for the apartment. Um, Me and the person I applied for the apartment with, our credit wasn't up to par. Um, So basically, I didn't really know if it was my credit or their credit. But I I wanted to be in a predicament in life where I don't care if you got a one credit score, that my credit score would be able to trump all of that. And that's important. You know, you use that as motivation. You know, although it was discouraging in that moment, but that pushed you into a better situation. Right. So I met a guy um, who was looking at buying a house who made less money than me. And I'm like, how how are you going to buy a house and you only make X amount of dollars? Right. Like, in my head, and I think in a lot of us millennials' minds is, Oh, you got to make 60, 70, 80 to um, be a homeowner. Right. But if you dig deep, it is resources. And one thing about those resources, because I use every single resource they had available, ain't nobody giving out no money for free. (laughs) Ain't nothing in life free. Ain't nothing in life free. Yeah, at the end of the day, the, the money is yours. But the hell that I went through trying to get money as a black woman that has a decent career, it's like they want you to be so broke that you can't afford (laughs) anything to get the assistance. And then they want to tell you, oh, you're right on the cap of making too much. So if you make $1 more, we're not going to give you the money. Wow. In the coronavirus pandemic, you're telling me that my job can't give me more money, that I can't go out and make another dollar. You know, it's just how the system is broken for Man, black people because so who the money is for and the demographic they're catering to could never really afford a mortgage. Right. And that's so the, they're keeping that money. That's how the poor stay poor and the rich get richer you know what i'm saying so it's like it's definitely loopholes things you need to know and go through and luckily the realtor that i had was awesome because she's dealt with down payment assistance in the city of atlanta and was 
you know, just able to get me through this whole situation. The first lender I called told me, pay off $10,000 of your student loans first, and then I'll, I'll think about giving you a pre-approval. But God really lined it up to get some people in my corner that knew how to work some numbers yeah. and to click some buttons and to call some homegirls. Because right. I'm going to be real with y'all, I got about 70, 70-something thousand dollars in student loan debt. Right. They say go get an education. Once you get it and you don't, your parents don't have the means to pay for it, now you can't get nothing else. Right. Well, at least you have a degree to stand for it. I got about 40000 yeah, and I, I mean, only but it's it's still years. the same. It's still the, it's still broken. The system exactly. is still broken. It's still broken. I, I agree with that because even with the situation you in, it it should be no reason that Facts. you're paying that forty thousand or whatever it is. Um, I also want to just be very transparent with y'all. I went under a contract in March. I went under contract for a house in March. Coronavirus happened. They they were more strict. <laughs> But I listened to the last episode and I remember I said like 64 days and you was like, nah, don't make it longer because it was like 37 days or something yeah. from your closing original closing, day. right? And that was in March. So I went under contract in March. I was supposed to close on April the 30th. Coronavirus happened. I lost that contract. I had already been under contract for about 30 days at this point. Right. So... Pretty much 20 days before I was supposed to close on a house that I had already started buying stuff for, it came from up under my feet. Luckily, as bad as I just wanted to be like, forget it. Right. My realtor was like, nah, we finna get up tomorrow. Like the day that I lost the contract, no, we finna get up tomorrow and find you another house. That same week, I found another house, got under another 60-day contract. I didn't close on that contract. I think it went into like 72 or 73 days. Wow. I had three different closing dates, maybe four. All of them fell through literally to the day of. I was supposed to close on a Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. I took off of work. They called me Tuesday night and said, you're probably still closing on Wednesday, but it's not going to be Wednesday morning. All day Wednesday, I waited on the attorney's office to call me back and let me know what was going they had me come back up there at 6.45 Wednesday night to close. Wow. After sitting in a room not knowing. Oh, that happened the day that you closed? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I know, like, the day that I closed, I wanted to be popping bottles in, in right, my new right. house and turning up. That's but my mental state um, was really at, at its lowest then. Um, of course, I had to let my job know I was in the housing process. Just because I had to keep taking all these days off mm-hmm. and then really not taking them off because the closing fell through. I was emotionally very vulnerable. I had kind of went through a bad kind of breakup in the, during like a, the week that I was right. supposed to be closing. I just really felt like my my storm, it, I was in the eye of the tornado right, right. that week. That and I and I appreciate everybody who wanted to turn up with me and do all this stuff, but it was almost just like a load lifted off my shoulder that day that I could finally sleep. Right. No, I feel it. And I mean, I don't want to get into this right now, but just different insecurities, even with the house, still came with that. Right. The furniture, the this, the 
is this house gonna be everything that I wanted to be? Now that I have a house, why can't I, am I gonna be able to find somebody? Are people gonna think, be insecure of what I have or, you know? So it was like the devil was still kinda playing with my mind and finally maybe, I closed on Wednesday, maybe by Sunday I had kinda got my mind right and was finally able to post a picture or right. like. Man, and, and it's so, <laughs> If you if you haven't been through that process, it's hard for you to really wrap your mind around the emotional and the mental side of just how weak you are and how stressful it can be, man, for real. So I I commend Mo y'all because I mean she had been talking to me about it, but not to that extent to where like her saying it now. In addition to like she said, the breakup and everything else, you know what I'm saying? You was always positive about it and that's the type of energy that you gotta put forth towards it. Definitely. So in the meantime, while I'm in my tornado, Travis popping bottles, he done bought him a crib. <laughs> Yo And it's crazy because y'all I knew what my sis was going through and I was like, man. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like make it more stressful or more discouraging for her because of the process was different. But even in the beginning, we both was talking about and and discussing the different down payment assistant programs. And you went to the class, I went to the class and we both were going through this. So I gave myself a timeline. Um, my lease was up at my last spot in November. So... If y'all had to give y'all a little time out of me, I'm going to just say straight up and be transparent about it. Three, what? Three, two years ago, on my birthday, September 11th, I was on my way back to Atlanta. I went home, and the car that I was driving broke down an hour from my mom's crib. And I was distraught about it. It's my birthday. So I'm like, oh, man, worst birthday ever, officially. So I'm sitting on the side of the road. You know, actually, I was at a gas station. So I'm sitting inside of the restaurant waiting on, waiting to figure something out. Uh, shout out to the fam. The fam looked out, of course. And I was able to get back to Atlanta. But as a man, when you're taught stability and it, 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 it just messes with your pride and your ego. And it was just like, yo, I know Especially my... growing up with a strong man. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, I, I appreciate my family for being there. But at the same time... I got to figure me out. And I had just got out of the group or I don't remember where I was, the space I was in, but it was just a lot going on. So I, I'm trying to get a car and I'm trying, it's just my money wasn't right, just stuff wasn't right. So I gave myself a timeline to say, okay, you know, shout out to Morgan, we're talking about this stuff. And she, she encouraging me, not realizing that she's telling me her credit being boosted. And I'm like, okay, you really got to buckle down and work on your credit because that's going to be a big uh, and important part of it. Actually, that was in 2018. So going into 2019, I made it a goal. This year right here, I'm going to sacrifice fun. I'm going to sacrifice all of this. I'm going to get my credit right. And like we were saying in some of the previous episodes, it's addicting once you see your score just jumping up, jumping up. It's like, okay, I paid that off, jumped up, paid that off, jumped up, jumped up. So going into 2019, it was up in the air for me if I wanted to get a car first or get a crib. So I gave myself to the end um, my lease. Well, end of 2019, it was around Christmas. And I didn't really say much to, to anybody for that matter. But I had my mind, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to get a whip. I'm going to go get me a car today, you know. Like I said, it was, up, it was between a car and a crib. So I'm thinking, okay, the car can actually help me get a crib. So 
I went to the lot and I had the I had my mind set on the car I wanted, but went up there and I told I walked in there like I want this. And he was like, Oh. Do you? <laughs> you feel me? So he came back and he was like, Yeah, you know, I can't get you that car, but I can get you in a kill. Ooh, <laughs> I said, No, I didn't come up here for no kill. So you know what? I'm gonna be back in a few months. You know, now he was like, all right, well, you know, you don't think you can get nobody to co-sign. I didn't want no co-sign. I didn't. Right. You know, we, we too grown. We too grown for co-signers. I'm like, I ain't about to put this pressure on nobody in my family. It is what it is. He was like, you know what? Give me a second. Came back with the key. He said, you want to test drive it? Test drive it? I'm like, yeah, this me. I want this. This me right here. I'm talking about this pouring down raining. Like, it's. When I got my car. For real, that's crazy. It was pouring down raining, but I was on a mission. You know what I'm saying? He came back. He told me what, you know, the payments went through all the paperwork. Literally, I drove out the lot with the car I wanted. So I'm like, oh, you know, this kind of played out how it is. Now, mind you, this was uh, the Tuesday before Christmas last year. I found out the Thursday after that I had the flu. We oh, talked yeah. about that. Had the flu. Didn't even realize it, though. But on Christmas, I started feeling bad. So, he really had Corona. Right. I really did. Have, <laughs> I really had Corona. So, going into 2020, you know, I got the whip. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling myself or whatever. And it's like, okay. So, now I knew for sure I got to wait at least until November because that's when I actually my leasing office hit me up and they gave me the option to sign a three because of Corona started happening. They gave me the option to start a three month lease, a seventh or a 13 month. I went with the seven because I'm like, okay, I'm going to need, we was talking about the um, first time buyer programs and stuff. So I'm like, all right, let me just give myself some time. So I think I had my first meeting was in like March or something. And Corona pushed it back two weeks. Pushed the meeting. And you got to go through your first one before you even get started on the right. process. So it's like, okay, it's keep getting pushed back, pushed back. Mind you, I'm still thinking it's a possibility that the whole process could take about three months anyway. So I'm like, all right. They pushed the meeting back, pushed the meeting back. And somebody messed around and said, yo, you should just try to go through another lender for yourself. Like, just forget the um, first-time home buying programs. And I'm like, yeah, well. I had money saved up, but... It wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. So I signed up for the program or whatever. Actually, I signed up. I reached out to the, lend the lender. I just filled out the uh, paperwork. And mind you, I'm thinking I just got this whip. So it's a possibility I couldn't get approved. So the lender called me. And it was a black lady. Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? Janine. Yo, having a team behind you, for sure. Having a strong team behind you because my lender... She was black and she was a fighter, you know what I'm saying? Because the system is so broken and I'll get more into that. That's what I was saying. I'm telling you, the system is so broken. So having that, I okay, let me just finish the story. She called me. We chop it up. She asked me, she asked me some stuff about, you know, my W-2s, uh, tax returns. And she's like, oh, we're gonna, we'll be able to, you know, make something happen for you. And I'm like, like Morgan said, a lot of times we see it being so far away. I got the phone her like, man, don't get me happy. Like, for real, for real. Do you really think that I, you, I'm going to be able to get a crib before I get too excited? She was like, no, no, no. I no know. problem. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm like. It's nothing. I went with it. Woke up the next morning, had a pre-approval letter. Mind you, I ain't never been through the home buying process, so it still ain't hit me that this is really happening. Next thing you know, realtor called me. I'm like, okay, maybe this is really happening. You know what I'm saying? So I tell the realtor what I wanted. 
two-bedroom house, two-bathroom. I'm telling what I wanted, you know. And she sent me some properties. And I'm looking at the properties. They That ain't it. That ain't it. That I don't ain't like it. that. <laughs> I'm like, eh, no, this just ain't it. Like, they were cool properties and stuff, man. But it was just like, uh, nah, not really what but I wanted. But, y'all, I told Travis before this whole process started... Well, I'm like, I'm looking at these houses, and I'm more in the $300,000 yeah, I'm a $300,000 bitch. Yes, you said that. And I, shoot, I'm a $300,000 nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you want a certain level of just, you create a certain lifestyle for yourself, and you want to maintain that. And I think just having, it gives you something to work towards. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you can't just jump in. You ain't, you ain't just diving into the deep end. You got to kind of. Take it step by step. So we still gonna get them three hundred thousand dollar. Oh, it's five hundred. You feel now, me? We never moved now up. That we in the door. It's five hundred. <laughs> so she sent me the pre-approval letter. Like I said, she sent me the problem. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't excited about it. I'm gonna be real. So, uh, mind you, I didn't think I could afford anything downtown. I'm gonna be real. So I didn't even mention it to her. So I told her I was like, I'm gonna send me some stuff from downtown. She sent me some stuff, and I'm looking at stuff. So. I sent her some stuff that I saw within my price range. Within my price range, because what I didn't know is they give you like a limit on your pre-approval, but you can actually max out or whatever, whatever, however it worked. I didn't realize that, so I was picking based on a lower rate. When she was like, "Oh, everything that she sent me for," she was like, "You can afford everything I'm sending you. I'm not sending you anything you can't have." I'm like, "Oh, I want that," you know what I'm saying? So, mind you. This was at the beginning of May. Uh, I was uh, this when everything was happening with Corona stuff happening at work. I'm talking about I'm stressed out, y'all. Like work tripping because we were considered essential. You seeing all your friends and stuff working from home, not you know not working. I was some jealous people. of you. You took a little 14 I day Corona leave. <laughs> I did because you know stuff was happening. I was like, man, my mind was all over the place. So literally. She called me and she she said, let's go view the properties. And I was like, for real? This was like literally a few days after. And I'm like, oh, it's really getting real. So I viewed the property. And this is actually the one I came to first. And I'm like, yo, this is me right here. You know, this is definitely me. A little bachelor pad. You feel me? And I'm like, oh, this is me right here. But I'm also thinking like, I did want more space. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I'm going to really have to downsize a lot. So I had three property properties that we were going to look at. And... At first, she said we couldn't go see the third one. And then midway through us looking at this one, she uh, said, yeah, we're going to be able to go see the third one. I got to the third one. It was spacious. It was perfectly what I wanted, but it wasn't this. And I was locked in, too. I went into contract that same day, and it was just on my mind, like, man. By the way, you have to go into contract the same day. The same day. day, because houses are, they are going. They're, They're few like, and far between, and people are still buying. For sure. And then the interest rates doing this whole thing were just Jumping going. Jumping and going yeah, lower. Yeah, going lower and lower and lower. So she like, Travis, we got to get you on a contract ASAP. So I'm like, all right. I feel pressured as a mug, but at the same time, I'm trying to understand that I don't. I do want this property or And whatever. they know. And they know, like, nigga, this could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... One thing I would say, pause for the cause, patience and prayer is vital to the home buying process because you want what you want, but it's not really on your time. So I picked the last property and it was literally like right around the corner from where I used to stay. And I was I was okay with it. I was content with it had I, you know, moved into it. But it was just on my mind, like, bro, get what you want. And mind you now, 
I'm listening to people around me and I'm judging what I wanted off of what I saw for my life at 30. But I had to be real with myself. I also saw me being married by 30, having kids by 30, which is why I wanted, you know what I'm saying, the whole house, the yard, because that's how I grew up. I'm a country boy, so I'm like, I do want all of that. Like, I don't mind cutting grass. I want to be able to wash my own car. You, I want, that, you know, I will. <laughs> I might, I might want to get it out. Your yard ain't too big. Like, oh, let me just, you know, get that out. Because, like I said, I'm a country boy. But I just switched up. And my realtor said that, like, oh, you done changed it up on me. Like, you don't even want this no more or whatever. So, long story short, she sent me the contract uh, for the first one. And we switched it up. She was like, so, you don't want it. Like, I got to redo the contract. Like, you want the first one now. And she was a little annoyed about it, but I was like, shit, I don't care. It's my you got to do what you like, love. Yeah. I got to do what I want to do. So she set my closing date for May 21st. This was like the first week of May. And I'm like, wait, what? Like I'm going to move. Like I'm going to move this month. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, my lease wasn't going to be up to October. So I was able to finesse my way out of my lease, thank God, because of Corona. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> like, so... She set the date for May 21st. We're approaching May 21st. I'm excited. I'm excited. The closing attorney sent me all the information. The checks is being marked off. And I'm like, oh, it's really happening. You know what I'm saying? And the day before, financing. Didn't get approved. They're like, no, nah, they want to approve you. Won't go into detail as to why they didn't approve me, but the system is broken you know what I'm saying? And it's like, they want to hold black people back. They, If you're not, that's why I say shout out to my realtor. I had a very good realtor, my loan officer, because my loan officer was very creative with whatever the, whatever she presented to them. She was like, she called me and she said, Trav, I done did all I can do. You, you should get a co-sign. Same thing I said about the car. Like, nope, don't want a co-signer. But at this point, I'm like, all right, cool. If I got to get a co-signer for a little while, can I get me, you know, all of this. And we was real creative about it. I ended up having to, you know, do some stuff. I, I Shake your mood. Listen, I shut it down. I started praying. I said, listen, like you said, Mohamed, mind you, this is happening so fast for me. So the fact that now it's not happening, I was real discouraged. You know, so I'm like, the lowest point in my life, for real, for real. I'm like, God, actually, God checked me like, man, you still got a crib. Whether this work out for you or not. You got a nice crib right now. You got shelter. It's people out here that ain't even halfway in the position. So if if this doesn't happen for me now, imagine what you'll be able to afford right. in six months. So I was, you know, I told God, I apologize, bro, for being ungrateful. I'm going to be content bro, with it. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm ungrateful. I do. I am being a little ungrateful right now. You know what I'm saying? So I was content with whatever happened. Got the phone call. You approve. Man, I went crazy. I couldn't believe it. They pushed my closing back for two weeks. They ended up having to tell the sellers that I I had corona just so they can give me the two weeks because this junk is moving. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was just God is just good. I didn't I didn't realize it. It's, I got a crib, a car within six Morgan got her job back to back, y'all. Listen, Morgan got money, okay? Morgan got money. <laughs> but to everybody out there that that's listening that may want to start this process one of the start looking into it whether you think you're ready or not start looking into it and start saving up some money yeah. i'm gonna tell you now you gotta have some money straight up and it ain't even gotta be a lot well you gotta have a consistent job you have to be making some type of money for a certain period so of time i'll tell you my goal at first was just to have five thousand dollars mm. in savings then I realized once I got five thousand dollars, 
and I was in that saving mode and I was still getting checks that were over a thousand dollars every two weeks. Like I kept that saving kind of yeah, just you wanted it. I more. didn't get out of the routine. Mm -hmm. But I can say I've been in my house for three weeks and now that money is almost the right. <laughs> So like, I wish I would have said 10000 but no. But God has made my money stretch like like five loaves of bread. I was about to say, a two, and, a two, two fish, fish and five loaves of bread. I, Feeding the community. I look up, y'all, my house, like me and Travis were just talking about, um, we had these, we got $300,000 house. You feel it? We, we're not used to mediocre. Neither one of us. Right. My house was the the most put together house in my price range. And of course I live in the city of Atlanta. So if I would have went to Gwinnett or Conyers, or, right. you know, it probably would have been way bigger and small, but I had to put a lot of work, new floors, new paint, new doors, taking walls out. And Mo got the got the renovations happening and stuff. You I know, I told y'all Mo HG, got money. The HGTV and Mo me. got money. When I went to get my car, I was like, I hope I can put nothing down. <laughs> of course, they showed me what the payments was okay. like if you put nothing down. Same. So I'm like, all right, let me just throw these bands at the car and maybe halt a little bit on what I want to renovate. Right. But like I said. God made them five loaves hey. and two fish. He made that money I didn't even stretch. realize how much money I had to do what I wanted to do. The right. car didn't stop nothing. Right. And I'm just so thankful. But um, I do want to say this just before we get off this subject because we need to move on. Right, right, right. We've been on it. Let me tell y'all about a motivated. real friend. So seeing Travis get his shit, I can't even say it discouraged me. Maybe if it was just some random or, I don't know, other nigga, maybe, yeah. But I was still so happy for she you. She was, y'all. She for was. For real. Like, I was proud of you. I was happy for you. And I know when the blessings are in your immediate circle, he not going to do it for one person right. and let you sit in a corner. Real talk. Real talk. So, I know things are seeming like they're happening for everybody. People are going on trips right now and right. you're suffering from corona or, you know, people getting houses, people getting cars, people getting raises, all of the above. But just do what you got to do and figure out what in your life can you step up on your work ethic and on your spiritual ethic. Real talk. Real talk. I've been sowing seeds for the past two years, and after I got my house, when I didn't have money to do all the stuff that I wanted to do, I sold another $200 and put that on my emotional health and my car. And all of it happened for me. And Mo been on the sowing seeds. She definitely been on the sowing seeds. And I'm not seeds. even with that, and I ain't even gonna lie. My church be like, oh, sow a seed of 500, and I don't be having 500 right, or right. nothing. But I give what I can. But Mo, you remember last year at New Birth when I did the Kanye West thing? Like Travis was in the hundred dollar. I, I did that in faith, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, yo, and, and when and mind you now, and I want to say this to people who get discouraged because churches when they say stuff like that, I I too am one of the people like I too, you know, am like hell no. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but there are certain situations where I feel compelled to give, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go with this off the strength of. God bless me for my heart of just doing it. Because actually that day, I wouldn't say I even had to, I, I didn't even really had $100. But 
I knew that there were certain things that I was expecting. That was my that was the weekend of my birthday in 2019. Turned around and got a car. You feel me? So sowing seeds, it, sowing seeds, it, that works. I gotta say that. And don't do it because somebody's asking. Exactly. Do it from your heart. And even if you sow a seed, man, if you if you feel led to give a homeless person fifty dollars, don't feel bad about it. Don't worry about what they're gonna do with it. Do it from the kindness of your heart and watch God bless you. We ain't gotta get too much into it, but I will say that. And to piggyback off of what what Morgan just said, if you surround yourself around people, I, I read. Uh, meme it said if you're around five millionaires you're bound to be the six millionaire so to add on to what she said you see things happening around you that means you're close you're in the vicinity you just have to step out of your comfort zone and step into your level up season because that's what time it is and I made a conscious decision to say you know what I'm gonna sacrifice a lot and I've actually had people that reached out to me after they saw that I bought this crib they reaching out like man now I understand why you weren't coming out with us or why you weren't doing this. I was like, yeah, you know. Why I, I don't get my hair done? Why I had braids for two years? Why I don't have no nails? Right. Why I don't got the new Jordans? Why I don't, why I don't, why I don't? You feel Because me? I got everything that you want right now. Exactly. And sometimes, <laughs> real talk, y'all, sometimes, and I say this, even during my process of the, the after they, after my first contract, after that day, after that went left on the 21st and they pushed it back two weeks, I got off social media for two weeks, right? And I'm gonna tell you how peaceful did. I did, you know? And I'm gonna tell you how peaceful this journey was for me. One night I went to bed and I woke up uh, because I had Alexa and she set my alarm every morning so I didn't necessarily need my phone. But I woke up and I had left my phone in the car and didn't even realize it. I knew I had reached a level of peace because most of the times we check our phones at night. It's so important in this season right now, especially with everything going on in regards to Corona, the protests, the black lives. It's a lot of BS going on right now. It's so important for you to just take a step back off social media. My other reason for doing that was because I wanted to enjoy my journey right now. You feel what I'm saying? Like I didn't want to be on, I didn't want on my closing. Oh, let me put it on IG. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm, I'm left. No, I wanted to actually enjoy it and make it do what it do. And and like Morgan, although I bought a fire-ass condo, I'm still thinking in my head, I got to furnish it. It's not comfortable. You go into furniture places, they six to eight after weeks. after you close. Literally, even right now, I got no furniture, but I got a crib. You got more than me. <laughs> I mean, I do got my bed. I kept, you know, I kept, I kept the bed or whatever. But I knew going into this, I didn't want any of the attachments of none of my old situations. So I intentionally threw, I mean, there's some memories in the bed, you know. <laughs> and I was going to get a new bed. And I'm still going to at some point. But... <laughs> Gotta make it work. That, you know, that's gonna make it work for now. But I said that to say, every day I come home, I get to breathe an, an asset, something that I own. So, Mo, that shout was out to my, you. my uh, caption. It was asset. an asset, you feel me? Because we did it. And I'm proud of us. On the asset note, we finna jump into the next subject. Run it. Well, actually, before we get into that, real quick, um, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor, rest in peace, George Floyd, rest in peace, Rayshard Brooks. Elijah McClain. Yes. And the list goes on. For Crystal real. Raglan, rest in peace to everybody. It's been so crazy out here, especially in Atlanta. Um, the Wendy's that um, Rayshard Brooks. Yep. 
university and prior is actually that's where I get on the highway from my house. Oh, to okay. seventy five. Yeah. Um, so you get you have to ride by that. And I have see to ride by it every it. day. I roll by it. I get gas at the gas station next door, and to be, I can never be removed. Man. From from that hurt as just being a black woman. So I did just want to take a moment to say that Travis right downtown, right by all, every, all, all of it, of the, the protests. When all everything. that stuff was happening, I'm seeing it, you know, firsthand. And it's no way you can run from it. it. It You can't be so disconnected to where this isn't affecting you. And it's no all lives matter. Black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? And we have to stand for that. And now there is so much happening right now. We all have to take advantage of this opportunity to embrace the good in this too because a lot is changing and eyes I can appreciate, are being open eyes are being open you know and and personally for me I'm even seeing now how broken the system is you know I think a lot of times as at our age we aren't able to see but now we're experiencing these things that our grand our grandparents never thought that this would be happening again you know the looting the protesting and we don't have to get into all of that, the thoughts of all of that. And let me tell you just real quick. I got to pour up. Go ahead. Um, just in everything that I've been through, I've heard my lender say it's hard for black people to get home loans still to this day in 2020. I've heard my realtor say that she's helping black people, black women and men get houses and get this assistance because... It's hard for us to get it, even though it's for us. It's hard for her and her company to sell million-dollar homes because they're giving those homes to the white realtors. She, I've also heard when I was getting my car, my salesperson, shout out to him, he go to my church. Before we even looked at a car, we went into a word of prayer at the dealership. But um, <laughs> yes. he's Pray saying for. the people, when they see... People who come in to get the Mercedes, the BMWs, the all of these cars, they're automatically leading them to the white sales reps. Right. So if you think that you're removed, you're not. It might not be you at your millennial age. It, it's your parents. It's your grandparents. But right now at my big age and making these big moves, I'm seeing it in every aspect. And this couldn't be a better time. For all of this to happen, 2020, the year of vision, Corona had to shut it down to show how freaking racist man, America is. Man, and it, it changed my view. Like, I I felt like for a while I was pretty entitled to certain things for some reason. You know, because at my job, and I've been expressing this, is I personally, in my department, haven't experienced a lot of racism in regards to my boss. I got to be real. When I got hired at my job in 2013, they actually gave a young nigga a chance. I got to be honest. You know, I walked in there, of course, you know, I had on the, I, I was suited up, you know, ready for an interview, first impression. And I'm I'm positive I made a, obviously I made a lasting impression on them because they hired me. But from the time they hired me, there has been so many opportunities for growth in there. And they have allowed that. They've embraced it and for me, for the longest, I wasn't necessarily experiencing it firsthand. And now this has exposed me to, yo, 
we got to fight. Regardless of what you think, regardless of what you, how you've been raised. And what's funny is I grew up in a town, you know, poverty. Like crazy, you feel me? But the thing is, my dad never made me feel. My brothers and sisters may not be able to say the same thing, but I didn't realize how broke poor we were. You know what I'm saying? Because there wasn't anything that I lacked. I, you know, I didn't realize that as a family. Now that I look back on it, we definitely was, you know. Yeah, when you're in low. it, you don't realize. But it's like now, you know, and I can appreciate that, but. And you the baby. Right. You feel me? So it, it I didn't really see the effects of it until, like I said, now. Now I'm having conversations like these with my brothers and sisters and my nieces and my nephews. I actually asked my nephew, you know, what you think about everything that's going on? He's 10 years old. He said, I think it's stupid. I stopped him and schooled him. Had to. I'm going to tell you why this is happening. Now, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. I don't necessarily agree to the approach from every aspect, but I knew that it was important for me as his uncle. And to, everybody plays a role. And everybody play a role in it. You know what I'm saying? From the brick throwing to the praying. Right. You know, and as a 10-year-old kid, he understood, like, okay, makes sense. I mean, I haven't necessarily experienced that because he's a smart Smart little 10-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Little geeky kid. He on his way to being great. But I think it's important for him to understand that there will be opportunities that you won't be able to get just because you're black. It's not fair. And he said that. Like, man, that, that's not fair. Why would they do that? Once you experience it, you'll understand more of it. You know what I'm saying? So, won't really stay on that too long. Like I said. Back just, to the assets. Because <laughs> me and my boy Trav, we are assets. I think people are going to wake up. Like I said, 2020 is the year of vision. Niggas is waking up Wait. over here. Because <laughs> you got to get it. I'm telling you. And once you get to a certain level, it's attractive. You want it. You want it. You want it. You want to surround yourself around people that think like that. Just so. It ain't competition based. It's not. It is not, and and if you're looking at it as competition, you're going in with the wrong mindset. Wrong, because you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Because somebody <laughs> always gonna have more Go, than you. Exactly. So the thing, what you got to look at it is, you have to embrace where you are, accept where you are, and if you don't like where you are, you got to change where you are, and most importantly, your surroundings. You got to be around people that's putting you up on game, that's putting you up on just knowledge of having more because you can. So the question of the week, because this this was good. I, w I didn't even tell Travis my thoughts on it. He sent it. I retweeted it. I looked at his little responses, and I'm like, let's go. Let's do it, because this ties in really with everything. So a post was on Twitter. It said, can I just say something and take it how you want to, but I know so many girls that have the potential to be something, then they get a boyfriend and give up on everything. As soon as the boyfriend's around, all dreams are out the window. Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah. Unless you want me to go first. I want you to read some of your responses first. Okay, I can do that. So we so, can tell you what the atmosphere is like. Right. So one person said, and... Like maybe your two favorite ones. Mm-hmm. It's only a few though. Okay. Mind you, I what I can appreciate about my IG is that I, I have different age groups. So this was an older person that said this. Wrong boyfriend. They should push you, but you have to take responsibility for you. Facts. Got That's it. accountability. That's good, yeah. Take it. We love to see it. Accountability. A lot of y'all women don't really do accountability oh, too much. Bye. I don't even think y'all know what that word is. But moving on. Somebody said the little boss space was, well, when I was younger, like 22, my relationship was so focused on him and acting like a wife, trying so hard to get a ring that I wasn't focused on myself. Honestly, I think we were both stuck up each other's, but it was toxic when we broke up at the job. I was at, I got a promotion. He started a new journey. Now at 28, I need my relationship to fuel my work ethic and not hold me back. 
And I feel, it. I feel that. And you know what I'm saying? At that age, I do feel like women feel like they got to do everything right for this nigga because they don't want to lose it. And as a nigga, you're, we're wired to think to think that we have to control these situations. So as long as a girl, which is a toxic mentality, as long as I can control her and what she does, I'll have her forever. The thing is that happened, fellas, later on in life when she started waking up and she started realizing like, mm -mm, now you got to fight with her about all kind of stuff that you just could have avoided in the beginning. But again, 20, 22, that's that young love. Yeah. You don't know better. You don't know no better. Especially if both are 20. Okay, let me give my thoughts real quick. So, from age one, a woman gets a baby doll. We start taking care of stuff. We know we need a husband. Good point. We watch Disney movies. A girl is being rescued by a man. We're not seeing women go to work on sitcoms. We're seeing women stay at home. We're watching movies where women cater to their men and their men go out and save the day. Um, it's not very many women superheroes. There are men superheroes. Another so, part of the system. In our subconscious and our biological clocks, mm -hmm. our... our vaginas our ovaries we are ready to reproduce and create a family but in the american society you need to be married to start that family uh, under good terms with your family and then under blessings and all of that so we start putting our own dreams in the back on the back burner to fulfill this biological dream that's in us and what's been taught to us subconsciously from the day we came out of our mother's womb is to bag the man right right and i hate the whole men is the prize thing but society has set it up for these niggas to be the prize and we have to reclaim ourselves as women back as the prize i gotta give it to you i, I like that because mo. I talked to it. I talked about this the other day when I realized that forget all the other BS. I want to live a certain lifestyle, and you think I'm finna wait? We love to see it for a nigga. We love to see to it to provide it. I love to see it. I don't niggas don't. I want a kid, but I also want to be financially stable before I have a kid. And okay, you think I'm finna wait for a nigga? To provide that <laughs> lifestyle? No. Because they're not accountable nowadays. Like he said women are accountable. Niggas not accountable to me. Okay. Uh, but, anywho, <laughs> I'm setting myself up either way to where when I do fall in love somebody with somebody, I'm going to fall in love with them for them. I'm going to have my own. They're going to have their own. And we're going to have way more than any nigga picking up a queen. woman with nothing. And if I have to adopt me a little kid to keep me company <laughs> with me, me and my baby, we going to be all right. <laughs> okay, but that's all I got to say. Go ahead. So, I'll start by saying women are definitely the prize. I got to be real Period. about that. Poop. I got to be real about that because there are certain things that guys, fellas, we need from women. And in Atlanta, it's 10 women to every man. It's just, we... <laughs> We move a certain way to where women enhance who we are. Let's say that. They got the details on lock. So when we moving all sloppy, 
they covering us with the details. And all right, all right, don't you ride that too much now, okay? Because we are sloppy. Okay, go ahead. Like you old sloppy nigga. Look, (laughs) so I say that because my thoughts on that is. Uh, this girl I was dating one time, she told me, she said, man, Trevor, I'm going to tell you something. And she probably was talking about me, but I didn't realize it then. Never date someone because of who you, because of their potential. Because you'll be hurt if they never turn out to be that person. And at this age now, that rings with me because a lot of times we do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you see something in somebody that they may not see in themselves. So... With the post, um, it said, women, I don't necessarily think they dreams go out the window. It's just a matter of they put their faith in the fact that this nigga going to take care of me. And can it not be our dream to want a it, family unit? It can be. And I personally think that this is how I think about it. All right. What you want to do, baby? You got what? whatever you want to do. Let me know. I'm going to support you on. Tell me what you want. You, you don't like your job? Cool. You want to start a business? Cool. Let's find another one. Let's find another one. Let's start you one. Okay. What do you want to do? Because what I'm not going to do is have stay at home. I don't mind a stay at home mom. If you. <laughs> poor us. <sis. laughs> Look, I don't mind the stay at home, but I also feel like if I can get you out of my pockets and you have your own money, because we talked about it on one of the episodes, we actually didn't release it, the joint account. I don't want my. I don't want my. Wife to feel like she got to be hiding stuff from me or doing everything, you know, behind my back. Because if you got your own money, you can do what you want with your own money. You feel what I'm saying? So, I, I, that's just how I think. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's important that you have a partner that's bringing something to the table because then it keeps you from having to do so much. You know what I'm saying? So, with the post, I don't, listening to to Morgan explain why why the way they are. It makes sense. It makes sense, you know. But that's where the nigga that you choose comes into play. In. Right, because you gotta be wise. Because now he can put you up on game. Well, let me He'd tell be you, like, don't stay in the bed with me while I rub on you. Don't go to class. You feel it? Don't no, go to work. That's toxic. Call, off. Call it what you want. You can enjoy that for as long as you want. That's toxic to your future. Because the dangling and a cootie cat always gonna be there. Listen, this is it. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy because even at even as millennials, our generation, the first thing we'll we'll get out of a relationship. Why? Because we know for sure. Oh, I can find somebody that's going to want me. So, I believe that there's a certain level of fight that you got to have in you to keep, to maintain your relationship. But there's also a certain level of understanding that you have to have with each other in regards to your level up. Because the last thing you want is, I'm going to tell you right now, y'all, females, you definitely don't want no nigga that's just controlling and taking care of you. Because then you ain't going to really have the freedom to, to do what you want to do. You got to do what they tell you to do. you're only going to have what he wants you to have. Exactly. You got to do what this man say because... What you got? If you leave this nigga, what you gonna go back to your to your parents' crib? Diddly squat. You feel what I'm saying? And that ain't what you want. So the good says Mo got her own crib. You nigga, you gonna put her out? She going to the crib that she owns. And best believe, if any of y'all niggas think y'all wanna talk to me and come up in my crib, you gonna have to pay the whole entire mortgage. <laughs> Period. <food. laughs> the whole entire mortgage, not half. The whole thing, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that it's important for women to have a certain level of standards for themselves because 
I, I see a lot of times, oh, your standards too high, your standards too... Nah, listen, I'm going to be real. It's somebody out there for you. It's somebody... And I done been in and out of relationships. And I realize... Look, <laughs> and I realize, now, there's somebody out there for everybody. It's just a matter of you being patient and waiting on God to send you the person that you deserve. Not that you want. I'm going to say that again. Desire. Ladies, the person you deserve. I'm going to break my phone. <laughs> because a lot of times, we get so hung up in what we want. To where we miss out and we belittle ourselves on what we deserve. So, won't ride that topic too much. We're gonna wrap this thing on up because. Hey, I wanna say something. Say it, bro. What Today up? is a good day yes, for a good day. And I want y'all to rate, review, and subscribe. Not just because I'm asking you to, but because this is a black business that you don't have to pay no money for. But what we want you to pay is to get on your Apple Podcast, press the five stars. If you give us four stars, you got hate in your blood. And you I do not it. like haters. You feel it. And just know by you putting them five stars, you're opening up a window for more people to see us. When more people see us, they're going to open up a window for more people to see us. And then you're going to eventually be putting coins in our pocket and supporting a black business that will support your black business. Come on. Help you help yourself. That's what we're here for. You feel me? And we be dropping gems every episode. Y'all know it. So listen, keep tuning in. Make sure you follow us at Let's Motivate TL, L-E-T-S-M-O-T-I-V. ATL, you can follow me at I underscore motive, M-O-T-I-V underscore the number eight. And of course, I'm Mo underscore Towns on everything. Follow me, ask me questions, tell me what you want to talk about. I've had a few people ask me, what's going on with the podcast? Corona has been real out here in our immediate And Atlanta's still turning up, y'all, so we really got to be careful. Like, Atlanta ain't stopped. I know y'all done saw it on Shade Room and everything. Hey, why are you that? Pool I had to go get tested for Corona for Trav to let me to his You feel spot. it? And I know Mo ain't got it, so I ain't got it because I was with her the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't have to get tested. <laughs> y'all was laughing with some old girls. They was like, niggas. That's how y'all think about STD. Yeah. If you don't call and tell me I got nothing, I ain't got nothing. Anywho, we love y'all. <laughs> Hey, so man, glad to be back. Before we head out, y'all, we're just going to toast to a good life. If you listen to this episode, celebrate yourself. Celebrate everything you got going on because you deserve it, Mo. Cheers. Congrats to everything, Mo. Hey, let's keep doing what we're doing. We motivating these streets. Motivate you. Yeah, we're going to head on out. Let's go.